Happy Pride from Tomboy X. Celebrating pride and the queer community all year. Queer founded, queer run, and the makers of the original boxer briefs for women. Creating sustainable size and gender inclusive underwear, swimwear, and loungewear for all bodies so you feel comfortable in your own skin. Tomboy X just dropped their Pride 24 collection. Obsessively fit tested for all day comfort in sizes 3 extra small through 6X. Visit TomboyX.com. I'm Tracy from Stuff You Missed in History Class. Are you a small business owner or even someone who dreams of entrepreneurship? Then check out Season 2 of Mind the Business, small business success stories from iHeart Podcasts and Intuit QuickBooks. Join hosts Austin Hankwitz and Janice Torres as they interview entrepreneurs sharing insights around starting and nurturing a small business. You won't want to miss these inspiring stories of entrepreneurship and discovering ways to business differently so you can too. What does every grocery store aisle now have in common? Products that come in paper packaging. And not just the obvious ones like cereal boxes and juice cartons. From beauty products to boxed water, there are more opportunities to go papertarian than ever before. So why should you? Because paper comes from a renewable resource and can be recycled up to seven times. Simply put, it's the smart choice for the environment. And it turns out the easiest choice for you. Learn more at howlifeunfolds.com slash papertarian. Welcome to Stuff You Missed in History Class, a production of iHeartRadio. Hello and happy Friday. I'm Holly Fry. And I'm Tracy V. Wilson. We talked about the French Republican calendar this week. We sure did. I love this crazy experiment. I'm still imagining the day of convictions as like, well, actually day. <laughs> I don't think that's what they meant by it, but that's just how it struck me. I uh, I had similar thoughts when I was reading about that. I will say like the idea of not having holidays kind of, uh, you know, scattered throughout the year and a clump of them at the end sounds awful to me. But that's... Yeah. Um, <laughs> before anyone brings it up, let me just say, my husband already did it for you. When I was like, this is bananas. Why would anyone do this? And he was like, aren't you the person that wanted to get everyone on Swatch Internet time? And I'm like, yes. I think I had similar thoughts. And I stand by <laughs> that. But the thing is, that's like one thing. And it wasn't meant to fully supplant everything else. And it would put everyone on the same simplified thing, which incidentally, Swatch Beats would have been the same, I think, as a minute in the. French Republican calendar, oh. uh, since they had separated it out into a thousand beats a day, and that's essentially what would have been happening. Yeah, um, yeah, with that calendar, just math wise. But uh, yeah, that's like one thing. Simple. And Swatch Internet Time was also not intentionally trying to make life hard for people who wanted to go to church. Correct. It was not meant to upend the social norm in a way yeah. that that made people abandon long held beliefs, which is part of the problem. So I can't remember if I've told this story on the show at any point, but anytime now that we talk about the French Revolution in any context, I think about that time that we were in Paris. And I think we were in Paris at the tomb of Napoleon. We were. I know exactly what you're talking about. We had this tour guide who told us about the French Revolution and the French Revolution's values of, of liberty, equality, and fraternity. And then she said, and then... Napoleon took these values to the rest of the world through the Napoleonic Wars. And I was like, excuse me, Napoleon, what? <laughs> there was a lot of looking around amongst our groups. Like, this is uh, this is a different take on it than we have heard before. 
Yeah. Yeah. I feel like that's what the French Republican ta- calendar was trying to do. Although Napoleon was like, get rid of this calendar. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> this isn't working for anybody. Um, it really did strike me how funny it would be to identify your birthday by like a flower. Mm-hmm. I'm born on Daisy. Oh, okay. <laughs> what a what a nice day for you to be born. Well, and the thing that I really find interesting, and this may just be me applying what I would do in that situation, is that if you have a scenario like that, right, in this calendar that's intended to secularize everyone, mm-hmm. I feel like giving everyone a birthday that's associated with something of nature is really just a breeding ground to, like, form astrology of a different flavor. Yeah, I read that quote that was like, we're not basing this on a cult, we're basing it on agriculture. And I was just like, welcome to the cult of agriculture. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I, uh, you know, I, uh, as I said, I'm fascinated by change and I love the idea of this as an experiment, but oh, what a nightmare. Happy Pride from Tomboy X. We just dropped our Pride 24 collection. Queer founded, queer run, and creating size and gender inclusive underwear, swimwear, and loungewear for all bodies. So you feel comfortable in your own skin. Visit TomboyX.com to shop. I'm Tracy V. Wilson from Stuff You Missed in History Class. Did you know small businesses make up 99.9% of all businesses in the United States? The world is powered by entrepreneurs. And if you're a small business owner or even someone dreaming of starting your own business, then you'll want to check out Season 2 of Mind the Business, small business success stories from Ruby Studio, from iHeartMedia, and Intuit QuickBooks. And every episode hosts Austin Hankwitz and Janice Torres talk to entrepreneurs about how they've grown from the lessons of launching and nurturing a small business, and how they have found success being their own boss. From the excitement of first starting out to finding the right tools and resources to process invoices and payments like QuickBooks Money, you won't want to miss these inspiring stories of entrepreneurship and discovering ways to business differently so you can too. And if you're a small business owner or even someone dreaming of starting your own business, then you'll want to check out Season 2 of Mind the Business, small business success stories from Ruby Studio, from iHeartMedia, and Intuit QuickBooks. Today I'm going to give you some straightforward advice on how to deal with naughty kids. How about instead of timeouts, time ins? Time for you to start paying some bills. I'm J.B. Smoove, and that was a full episode of my new podcast, Straightforward. Inspired by guaranteed straightforward pricing from AT&T Fiber. Get what you want without the complicated. AT&T Fiber, live like a giggillionaire. Available wherever you get your podcast. Limited availability in select areas. Visit att.com slash hypergig for details. We talked about some more eponymous foods this week. We did. I had a longer list than two, but those two got very, very busy in terms of having a lot of information. So they kind of filled up the whole episode. Yeah, those those others will go on to the next one, which will happen at some point in time. Um, <laughs> Bananas Foster, I feel like I should confess, came up because I was traveling this weekend with friends who were very excited to eat Bananas Foster. And I had that moment of like, Where'd, the, where'd that come from? Mm-hmm. Um, and so then I started reading in my hotel room that night, and that was the end of that. Um, and Salisbury steak is a thing. Let me tell you, this girl loves a Salisbury steak. I love it. To this day, 
Give me that TV dinner Salisbury steak with gravy. I love it so much. Uh, I question the nutritional value of it, but I'll eat it just the same now and yeah. again. Not very often. I have such like seven-year-old sense memories of it being like a special thing because we did not eat out very often. And my mom was very big on always preparing all of our meals. So if we got like a TV dinner, it felt like a holiday. Yeah, I I feel like my mom would make it. But the reason, as far as I know, was that she had like an economical recipe to to make it not that not for any like health food reason. <laughs> it's not the kind of health food my mom would have thought of as no a health food. I don't think. Yeah, I mean, I, we mentioned at the top of that like we. I'm not a doctor. I'm not a dietitian. I feel like if all you ate were Salisbury steak for a while, you would end up with a tummy ache. But yeah. I would also get bored to tears. I'd be like, is there a bechamel sauce in the house? Can we make anything else? Fry an egg? Great. Yeah. Yeah. I know there are folks that, like, eat the same things all the time, and that is what works for them. And I will, like, make a big big pot of the same thing and eat the leftovers of that for multiple consecutive days. But, like, Patrick does not want to do that most of the time. Yeah, I have friends that won't eat leftovers, which kind of makes me sad because some foods get better the next day, mm-hmm. for sure. Woo-hoo-hoo. But, you know, whatever people want to eat is what they want to eat, and that is great. That's uh, Salisbury steak, though, as a, as a health food. Hilarious. Um, <laughs> we mentioned in the episode briefly, and I don't want to go into it too much because this is a family that still exists, and, like, I don't want to be all up in their business, but I think my understanding is that after Owen Brennan died, the main rift happened between his widow and the rest of the family, and that's what caused some of these these differences and some some breaking. Um, And so I kind of think that is why there are two distinct versions of that story, one that is definitely Owen Brennan making a business decision that we need to use bananas because there are so many, Mm -hmm. and the other being him tasking his sister with coming up with something special and new. I don't know. You can still eat at Brennan's and it sure is delicious. I'm almost reluctant to say that because there's a very famous person who's now deceased that I was not a fan of. They used to talk about how much he loved Brennan's. Mm-hmm. Um, but uh, don't worry about that. It's still delicious. <laughs> New Orleans is, as we all know, one of the best food cities in the world, in my opinion, um, and is pretty amazing. And I know that as Brennan's was getting on the map, you know, Ella Brennan's memoir is pretty fun to read. It's an easy read. She wrote it with her daughter pretty recently in 2016. Uh, Ella has since passed away. But she talks just a lot about the restaurant industry in a way that's very matter-of-fact. And she's like, you know, the best thing you can have in the restaurant industry is a friend. Mm -hmm. Because she talked about, like, when you make a couple of influential friends that can then help you get the word out, help you get PR for your restaurant, help get reporters interested. Like, that's how you grow Mm -hmm. a business like theirs. And it was just one of those, like, it's full of good little tips like that. Also, who doesn't want to now eat soft scrambled eggs and caramelized bananas for breakfast? I do. I have, um, I can't always deal with the texture of bananas, but that, the caramelized bananas sounded really good to me. I like bananas. Also, the whole story about dealing with just a preponderance of bananas (laughs) reminded me of uh, when we were in Iceland 
which at this point was some years ago, my spouse and I were at a restaurant, and one of the things on the menu was a curry, and the description of the curry in the menu didn't mention bananas at all. But when it arrived, it was a banana curry, which I wasn't expecting. Um, And I have, like, I have eaten various foods made with bananas or made with plantains, which have some similarities. This was a weird flavor profile to me. Like, the the things that it had been made of did not go together to me. (laughs) And I also just, I wasn't expecting there to be banana in it. That just was not on the description at all. And after we had finished eating, we stopped at this grocery store to get some some road snacks for the next day. And we passed by this table that was um, normally would have been covered in bananas, but the bananas were on sale and they were all sold out. And I was like, is this what happened? (laughs) Did the restaurant say, hey, there's a sale on bananas. Let's make something out of it. Uh, probably not, but that was the story I wrote for it in my head to explain why I had such a strange. That's funny. <laughs> bananas, bananas. I just, now I'm thinking of Bob's Burgers because there's a duet that Linda sings with Mr. Fish Odor called I Like Bananas. Mm-hmm. Also, it's criminal that Kevin Klein has not gotten an Emmy for Mr. Fish Odor's voice. That's all I'm saying. Um, criminal. Criminal. Um I also wanted to mention the Universal Chopper because reading that passage was the most instant flashback of my life, perhaps, Mm -hmm. because both my grandmother and my mother had those things that they used constantly. Mm -hmm. I mean, I remember my mom running saltine crackers through it after she was done using it as part of the cleaning ritual to it, Mm -hmm. like to help, you know, clean out all of the meat residue and stuff. I think of it so much as like, a pillar of our kitchen. Mm. It's just, it was just fascinating to me. And I was like, oh, I wonder how old her universal chopper was <laughs> because it looked exactly like the pictures from 1898 that I was looking oh, at. Oh, wow. It's like conceivable, conceivable, I suppose. Um, my grandmother's, I'm sure, similarly aged. Yeah. Oh, have you ever, and I used to love that thing. Like as a kid, I wanted to turn that crank all the time. Oh, yeah. The meat grinder. And you can use it to chop other things other than meat. You can use it to do vegetables or, Mm -hmm. you know, whatevs. But instant, instant flashback for me. Oh, kitchen memories. We had a, I don't think we had one of these. We had a greater thing that had a similar sort of setup. Uh, But seems like it probably would have been a little easier to take apart and clean. Maybe. Yeah. Um, just because of the way it went together. Oh, kitchen implements. They're the best. <laughs> they are. I, it's funny. You know, we're always getting, like, new and exciting kitchen implements, right? Like, they're little, you know, mini steamers so you can make kind of fake sous vide now. And there are, like, mm-hmm. a kajillion mini wafflers. And I wonder, which I purchase all of them. Um, and I, I love a novelty waffle maker. I can't resist it. I have a problem. But then I wonder, like, in a hundred years, are people going to be like, people used to put even eggs in these tiny waffle makers? Yeah. Okay. Uh, my brother and sister-in-law got us a breakfast sandwich maker one time. Oh, yeah. Which um, my sister-in-law had found theirs to be incredibly helpful, especially while pregnant, and she just couldn't, like, deal with things some of the time. Um, And we did make 
really delicious breakfast sandwiches out of it a lot. And then after a while, we were like, we have this one device that we are using occasionally to make breakfast sandwiches that we could also make without it. So when we were in the process of move, like culling things to move, uh, we found a new home for the breakfast sandwich maker. I ran into a bit of confusion recently uh, in an interaction with someone on Twitter because I will mix scrambled eggs with cheese and put them in a mini waffler and make a little that's how I like to make scrambled eggs it's just easy Mm -hmm. um and then they're cute that's not how I always scramble eggs but this person had replied to me and said like oh I've heard that Americans make scrambled eggs a lot differently than how we do here in Europe I this explains a lot and I'm like no 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 this is not how people do it no 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 don't let me be your standard um and I got to asking them what the scoop was and they were saying that like there's milk involved and that there was something else and I was like no but those things you're hearing are not standard ways to make eggs either some people put milk in but not everybody and like there was something else and now I'm forgetting it but it was very funny I was like please don't think that this is how people make scrambled eggs in the U.S. because I'm probably an outlier. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, But boy, it sure is a handy way because I can make it very crispy that way with the cheese on the outside and I can walk around the house eating it like a finger food when I'm getting ready in the morning like to, you know, record or if I have to go somewhere, I can put it in a napkin and take it on the road. Mm -hmm. Protein and deliciousness. Scrambled eggs in the mini one. And then I have, you know, Scrambled eggs that look like a spider web. Who doesn't want to eat that? I do. Taking it back to that tarantula in the listener mail. Yeah. Anyway, that's enough of my blathering about foods and kitchen implements. Uh, if this is your weekend coming up, I hope it is delightful that you eat only delicious and nutritious things. And if it's not your weekend, I hope you still get uh, good nutrition and <laughs> that you find some time to relax now and again because we need it a little bit every day at least. Uh, We will be right back here tomorrow with a classic episode and then on Monday, more brand new stuff. Stuff You Missed in History Class is a production of iHeartRadio. For more podcasts from iHeartRadio, visit the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you listen to your favorite shows. 